Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between. In this very special segment, we have an interview with Variant Edition's owner, Brandon Schatz. Hello. How's it going? Not, Not bad. so bad at all. We've had a very <laughs> exciting charity stream thus far. Been pretty good, yeah. That's awesome. It's good to hear. So my question for you is, getting into the business, when did you start? How did you start? And what drove you to get started? Oh, wow. Okay, so I started when I moved to Edmonton about 14 years ago. I'd always been into comics. I'd been reading them for as long as my cousins told me I wasn't allowed to touch their comics. (laughs) That was kind of a bit of an impetus for me to be like, hmm, I'm not allowed to read these. Maybe I should check them out. So that was maybe when I was about eight or nine. I moved to Edmonton when I was about 20, 21. Had to, had to have been 21 if I'm here for 14 years. Um, <laughs> and I started searching for a comic store. I went around to several different places to try and figure out where I'd end up getting my stuff. And only one place in the city had somebody who, when I walked through the door, said, hey, how's it going? Which was not an experience I had when I lived in Red Deer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the process of Red Deer was, and, he's, and he still has a store, is a good dude when he has seen you for a good six months. But, you know, that's, I personally believe that's no way to, to run a business. Right. But yeah, like first time in my life that I had an experience where I walked through the door and somebody said, hi. Like that, that was Wizards. Service. Exactly. That was Wizards Comics. I walked in and they also just literally just put a sign for help wanted in the window. And I kind of checked them out, said, I will come back with my list of comics. And I came back with my list of comics and a resume. Apparently my list of comics was robust enough that they're like, oh, 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 wow. This kid actually knows. Well, he reads. <laughs> yeah. He reads the stuff and he seems to be fairly into it. Uh, the interview process was showing up to pick up my comics for uh, a couple of weeks, them kind of asking me some comics-based questions. And then the second time I visited, the owner going like, so would you like to work here? So I did mm-hmm. for some time. I ended up quitting there because for for a lot of reasons, one of the main ones was I'd kind of been looking at the curve of what comics was uh, the industry was going to do and where it was going. Right. I would say things like, hey, we need to sort of think about how we're purchasing these things and where we want to point the business. And they told me that my ideas weren't welcome. They, they use different language. Really? Um, <laughs> it was, it was more, it was more blunt, but I mean, like I'd been working there for a long time and that was sort of the culture there was just to, to be a bit more brusque. But at that time I was like, I, like it's really at the end of the day i'm making you money um i would like to continue to eat and i guess make you money but if that's not going to be the case like if you're telling me that the way that i view the industry going i'm gonna lose my job one day i'm gonna not do that yeah Uh, and that's how that for sure exactly and that's how variant edition ended up starting and evolving from there, I give a huge credit to my partner in the store and in life, Danica, who is also sort of more of the grounding because I'll have over the years been like, oh, and I'm doing this and I'm doing it this way. And she'll be like, why though? And I'll be like, well, because um, cause there's uh, that's how it's been done. And she goes, but that's dumb. And here's why. <laughs> and you go, oh, oh, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> 
So having that voice to even push past, I, I believe myself to be fairly progressive about sort of the comics industry and the ideas in it, to have a voice even push past that to like, no, but let's look at this practically. I guess what I'm saying is the secret to running a successful comic book business is to run it as a business. <laughs> and I would say, circling all the way back to that store in Red Deer, that when we as the Nerd Crusade took a trip to your store just a handful of mm -hmm. weeks ago, the welcoming environment from both you and Danica is not something I personally have experienced in this city either. And I'm so glad that your store provides that. Honestly, it was truly unexpected to be to, to be real with you. You guys were greeting from, from the get-go, right? Like even yeah. just walking in, I believe Danica gave me a wave. You were out and about and you said hi. And I was just like, well, I mean, I mean wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And that was before you folks had even introduced to who you were. Well, exactly, right? We'd even give you any notion of who we were. We were just in the store, just minding our business. And you guys were just super helpful. And you know what? Not even pushy or anything. It's like, if we had questions, I'm sure you guys would have answered. But you let us, you know, let us do our browsing and walk around. And you know what I mean? Like, completely polite. And the atmosphere, is, again, was just very, very cozy in there. Absolutely. Like, our idea is to, like, one, say hi to make sure that you know that you're welcome in the space, partly because of how comic stores are generally run. And then to kind of give a bit of rope to, to see, like, how you're looking, where you're looking, and to kind of gauge, like, oh, would you like some recommendations? Would you like some help? Because some people have the air of like, I know what I'm doing, I know what I want, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And the proper response to that is leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> let them just, let them do their thing. Exactly. So yeah, it's a, a bit of reading people and a bit of just being a, a decent human being. Mm. I've got a question here for you. As I was uh, browsing through your store, there's a, a lot of inclusivity. Like it's, you, you try to keep it as you know, available for everybody as humanly possible. Yeah. And so a question I come up with is, in your store, how do you cater to those that love books and love comics, but maybe their first language isn't English? That's a good question. So lately we've started trying to bring in whenever we can and whenever it seems appropriate, alternative language content. Spanish is, tends to be an easy one to get. French, weirdly more difficult than I'd like especially considering this is Canada, yeah. one of our national languages. But we've also found sort of our all ages area to be very helpful, especially for folks wanting to learn English and go from there. There's also a few books that we uh, make sure we carry that actually have dyslexic friendly fonts so that folks can work with that too. I think the main key to anything like that, whether it's even alternative languages or I say alternative, I'll just it's languages, just basically alternative to what our, our stock tends to be, I guess, or even just keeping in mind people's different preferences, you yeah. know, all the way from genre to even even who they want to see as protagonists is being mindful about those things and open to digging into them instead of just being like, oh, that's going to take some time. Like, well, yeah, everything does. It's a matter of kind of what you want to be and present to the world and to, to make sure that you can, at the very least, make the efforts that you can in such a way that is helpful. Sometimes you can't always meet the questions, but sometimes that's, that's down to you know, product chains and, and whatnot, what you have access to. But if you're not asking, then those product chains never exist. Right. So. Uh, okay. Um, I did take notice to like the creator's corner that you have there. Um, just wondering how often do you get like, like, you know, 
independent artists coming to your store and asking to like, you know, get a showcase or, and how does the process work? How does someone get their, you know, their stuff showcased on your shelves? So yeah, we do have a, a nice local uh, comics area. Um, we, uh, we had a, a shelf custom built to look like, like the province. Um, and uh, that's sort of like our main showcase area. Honestly, it's, it's fairly easy to, to get your stuff uh, in the store, generally speaking. Um, we do uh, vet it a little bit because uh, while we, um, while we uh, like everyone's uh, expression of art, we're also very mindful about anything that might be harmful to folks. Yes. So we do try and keep that in mind um, and uh, have had to kind of like reject a couple things before for, for um, uh, violence against specific people. Right, content reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh no. No. Um, <laughs> Because it's a, it's also a message of what you're carrying on shelf. Right. There's a difference between I can get that for you, and here is something that I believe we should have for anybody walking in randomly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. It's really if if anybody is a local creator and and wants their their items on our shelves, we do have a consignment program mm -hmm. um, that is uh, fairly fairly good for folks and they can uh message us and ask what those details are and we can go from there yeah for those unaware of uh the kind of industry as a whole um what is it like running a comic book store well uh pre backstreet boys concert <laughs> and uh and then during backstreet boys concert what is the uh what is the atmosphere like that is a that is a very good question. <laughs> um, so we're we're talking about eras, I think. Yeah. So uh, how the atmosphere of your store sort of changed with the the changing of the ties that was the the Backstreet Boys concert. I wanna I wanna say I remember this in joke that you guys have, but I can't remember the exact context of it. So to to provide some context. Um, there's a very specific platform that doesn't like to use the direct medical term for the thing that made us shut indoors for a handful of months. Yeah. And so to circumvent mm. around that, uh, a bunch of us creators on the platform have started using the Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> I love it. Um, right. I, I seem to remember uh, when we're uh, hanging out in the comments of your uh, live stream on Thursday night uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, that we kind of pieced it together, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we weren't entirely, uh, we're very new to the Twitch platform, honestly. Um, um, but we're like, oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's good to know. Um, so kind of, we're a weird situation where things didn't change a whole lot for us. Right. Um, now, part of that is just because of how we built the business beforehand. Um, we've actually been doing in-city delivery for four years now. Whoa. Uh, and that started out um, because we were aware of some low mobility folks who were having trouble coming in. Mm -hmm. And we thought to ourselves, wait a second, like, isn't, isn't this an issue that could be solved with 
you know, some kind of delivery system set up. So we, we kind of built out the bones from there, uh, not charging people with specific low mobility uh, for kind of once a month uh, deliveries and then small fees to cover gas for people who uh, just can't make it in due to time issues, but, you know, are, are more than capable of doing so. Um, kind of that goods and service thing of, um, if you're not spending your time, I'm spending mine. So there's a charge for that type of thing. Yeah. Oh, of um, yeah. And, uh, it, it went from there. So when, when the Backstreet Boys concert, uh, began, um, we were in this position where we have a, a robust online store um, and two components to it, one where you can adjust your subscriptions and one where you can just sort of browse uh, more graphic novel uh, type uh, things. Right. And it offers the two different experiences. One, if you're not really aware of things that you like, our online store, um, you, can, you can search by genre. And then when you're in there, uh, you can uh, fine tune it. So if you're like, hey, I like horror, but I want a fantasy element to it. Right, There's a refine, right. a refine tool where you can take those horror books and, and click on the fantasy element and then it refines the choices even more. Sort of like the experience of coming in the store um, where we can recommend to your tastes. Uh, we kind of built our website to do that too. And so between, um, between having our, our delivery system already running and smoothed out, and having a website where you can kind of browse the way that we would kind of recommend things to you and uh, uh, even subscribing to books um, and our, our social media, which we uh, ended up doing uh, daily videos for the shutdown mm -hmm. uh, that happened here in Alberta. It actually didn't change too much other than Diamond uh, stopped delivering items. But I, again, one of those things we had moved a lot of our orders away from Diamond in terms of graphic novels um, because they're actually the worst at graphic novels. Um, <laughs> We've heard. <laughs> by, by default, they're the best at single issues, but it's because they were the only single issue comics distributor out there. Yeah. Um, and so you can, you can be the best by also being the worst if you're the only one. Right. Not only are you the best by default, but you're also the worst by default. <laughs> you are in first and last place. Ling, Ling, exactly. Become the villain. Yeah. Yeah, and so a, a lot of that too is sort of if you're if you're not trying to better yourself in that situation, like it's very easy to contextualize them as the worst, and mm. and quite honestly, they are. So for those that um like for some youngsters that might be coming into your store, what would you recommend for uh, some people that you know? Uh, your your seven to ten age group, your sort of ten to fifteen age group. Mm -hmm. So we uh, we actually have the the back third of our store is uh, mostly all ages product, um, and we have those somewhat divided into uh, three areas: uh, littles, middles, and young adult. Um, so the littles area is sort of more of the easier reading things. We keep those on the lower shelves uh, in certain sections. Um, and then uh, the middles, uh, we have a little higher. The young adult, we have sort of um, more in its own own section of the, a lot of the young adult stuff kind of bleeds into middles just because of everyone's different reading levels and, and all that kind of stuff. 
but um, we also have all of our graphic novels separated out by genre. And so in the all ages section, we have things like creatures, which is more about like animals and, and uh, uh, cryptids and all that kind of stuff. Um, adventure, uh, magic, um, space and robots, uh, learning and, and uh, heroes and, and slice of life stuff. Um, so we've, we've kind of got uh, that sort of base level of organization out there. And then otherwise we, uh, we always ask people um, what their tastes are or what their, what their, their kids' tastes are or who they're buying for uh, what their tastes are uh, to try and uh, recommend stuff. Our, our main focus when we do that is to ask them about anything other than comics, because if they're asking, then it's kind of uh, not helpful to ask them what kind of comics they like. They don't know yet. <laughs> right. And I see uh, even on your website, you promote it uh, very blatantly that you uh, fancy yourself a comic sommelier. Yes. <laughs> I forget, I forget how that term came up, uh, but I didn't come up with it. Somebody, somebody did. And I'm like, this Coined is, I'm stealing phrase. this. <laughs> Coined the phrase for you. Yeah, basically pairing people with the stories that they are really? going to love the most. Um, my uh, To further along that, for those that uh, are new to your store, uh, you have a very interesting way of uh, finding out exactly um, what, what people are interested in and how to assign comics to them. Could you explain more a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, one of the easiest ways that we find... Uh, doing that is playing a game called Pick Three, uh, which is basically asking people for three uh, things that they're interested in, usually from uh, TV movies or uh, prose books. Um, sometimes even musical tastes uh, can be thrown in there too. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of like uh, uh, blend that in our heads and come out with uh, something that has elements of all three in there. Uh, you know, every story usually has that one or two artifacts, you know what I mean? <laughs> Something that's vintage or older, just priceless that, that sits on the shelf and people often contemplate about buying or it's one of those rarer things that you can find in a store. You, you have one of those? Um, sort of like um, like, uh, like a hard to find or like a really cool. Yeah. Uh, we do this thing that we kind of push against and, and a little bit of it is because uh, so many of the other stores do it and do it uh, a lot, a lot uh, better than, than we could. Our, our focus is so much on uh, connecting people with story mm -hmm. um, that what you're, what you're speaking for is more of the collector's end. And mm -hmm. while we do get in a lot of, a lot of those, uh, it's not our, our primary focus in terms of uh, the push out, out to people right um i would i uh i want to definitely say that that's not uh, a bad thing that happens it's just sort of like we we feel like we have a specific role in this industry right. and uh to become a collector first you have to be a reader and so i feel like we are a bit of a feeder system for a lot of places and and sometimes that feeder system ends with us because they're very happy with their service. And sometimes it ends with 
you know, uh, collecting other things in, in which case we'll fully admit that we're not the best place to go to if you're looking for that kind of premium book, basically. Okay. okay. I can sure uh, speak to me and uh, Shino here. We are on different scales. I'm more of a collector and a reader and a, a story appreciator. Mm-hmm. Whereas my co-host here can speak for himself. I haven't read in a long time. I fell off, to be honest with you. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, though, um, way back in the day, I did collect a whole lot. And a lot of my stuff was, again, I, I think I've already spoken about it a bunch of times, but a lot of my stuff was um, more of the, of, I guess, the original run of like, you know, 90s X-Men, you know, 80s Spider-Man, such the stuff that had like a lot of, you know, a lot of core storylines going on at the time, even further back. So, um yeah, for me, I, you know, nowadays it's more of the it's more of the nostalgia for me. I haven't really collected it in so long. It'd be nice to get back into it, but uh, you know, I'm I'm stuck with the old era. And that's what I'm that's what I've been on, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And that sort of puts us in a uh, super nice dichotomy, right? I am a modern. I'm a let's uh, promote Jip Zdarsky's Daredevil, and he's very much a okay. If you like Daredevil, the one you have to read is Frank Miller's. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's uh, one of the things I really love about the medium is that um, despite what a lot of people will tell you, um, man, old stories exist and they don't go bad. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I believe we were walking through your store when we went to go visit and we were looking at some covers and um, Red had shown me, you know, what's going on with Excalibur. Cool and all. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. But then at the same time, on that same stand, I pulled out a book. And I'm like, hey, look at this. They have God Loves Man Kills, a really good X-Men storyline that happened like, way back. You guys should read this, you know? And again, mm-hmm. it, and it speaks to the whole generation of like, this is what's happening now, but check this stuff out too. This, you know, this, this story was heavy hitting and it, it had, a lot of, had a lot of stuff into it. So, you know, it, like he said, we have that nice range and we kind of we educate each other. That's awesome. And that's, and that's the way it really should be is additive. Yeah. Another prime example of that is uh, without uh, me and my co-host table, Shino here would not have read uh, Tom King's Mr. Miracle. And that there is a life-changing book. Yeah. There was my life pre-Mr. Miracle and getting all the way through it for the third time in one sitting. (laughs) And then there was after that. Right. Yeah, Tom Tom King's really built some some wonderful finite runs. Uh, Mr. Miracle is probably one of the pinnacles of that. His vision series is also really good. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sheriff of Babylon. Um, there's a single issue of that where two characters get drunk sitting by a pool. That's one of my favorite issues of comics of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just has, it has so much character in it and so much of this. Um, Cause they're coming from these com- completely different uh completely different perspectives but they're just sort of like getting drunk and sharing those perspectives yeah (laughs) and partly because they're drunk they're just like you know what this makes a lot of sense because it takes away all of that precious like uh ego in a lot of ways in that scene so yeah it's it's great um so the big book i find amongst uh, kids i've got some young cousins and they really enjoy dogman Oh, of course. Right? I mean, every, every, every kid on in all of North America right now is reading Dogman. Like, Dave uh, 
Oh, I, how do we uh, pronounce his last Dev name? Dev Pilkey, yeah. Thank you. I used to read him yeah. as in Captain Underpants. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so the the latest two volumes of Dogman have initial print runs of 5 million copies. Uh, crap. So, yeah. So when, when a lot of people are like, oh, uh, that stuff doesn't count for the comics industry. No, 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 no. That stuff is the comics industry right now, my friends. Um, when, when, uh, when people discount a Scholastic as a publisher between uh, Dave Pilkey and uh, Raina Telgemeier, um, like, not only is that the current comics industry, but that's uh, begetting the future comics industry. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty wild. So now that they've read Dogman, where should mm -hmm. I point them? Oh goodness, there's there's a lot of good places, especially right now that everybody's sort of um, pointed at all of these uh, comics, and that they're they're like making a lot of money. Um, there's a lot that I would suggest. Um, one of my favorites uh, is Bird and Squirrel, which does sort of have more of that uh, goofiness uh, mixed with like a bit of uh, regular show type feel. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I find I find a lot of comics these days have very much of a regular show type feel. Yeah. Uh, for especially for all ages. Um, well, it's not a comic. It definitely borrows a lot from comics specifically, and is sort of more of that prose illustrated mix that you found with, um, actually more so with Captain Underpants because that was more prose. Com or prose um, art mix and not right. so much like comic specific right, um, right. but a series called The Bad Guys uh, goes over extremely well it's basically like all kinds of animals that were or have been pegged as being evil uh, who decide that they're like like a wolf or a spider and, and a shark and all this kind of stuff and are like no 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 we're going to prove that we're actually good, that we're good people. And uh, we're going to push past maybe some bad tendencies that we have and try and try and do well. And um, I've, read, I've read a few of those too, after some suggestions from folks. And like, those are two places that I would definitely point uh, uh, dogman readers uh, towards. Um, Bird and Squirrel is by... A writer named uh, James Burks, writer artist, and then um, Bad Guys is Aaron Blabby, B L A B E Y, and Aaron with uh, uh, two A's, R O N. That hmm. will make searching for it, or even uh, searching for it on your website, very easy now. Absolutely. So basically, you said what comic book got you in? Like, got you started? You said that uh, something got you into the whole medium. Which title pulled you in? So this one's a bit of a weird one, um, not for obscurity, but uh, because a lot of people will will kind of be like, "What, really?" I mean, outside of Archie, um, which got me like first reading comics, but what kind of got me into the medium in a, in a way that was like, well, I guess I'm here now. Um, 
Sensational Spider-Man number zero, the first issue that Ben Riley takes over the mantle of Spider-Man. Oh, from Scarlet Spider to Spider-Man himself. Yeah. Um, the Clone Saga stuff, I had I'd been hearing about it uh, for quite some time. Uh, and uh, those, my cousin, one of my cousins uh, collected Spider-Man. Uh, my other cousin collected X-Men. X-Men seemed a little too complicated for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like the Clone Saga wasn't any less complicated. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the idea that my cousin refused to let me even touch those books um, kind of said about like, ooh, ah, this is very interesting. And then Sensational Spider-Man number zero was specifically a jumping on point. Like the Clone Saga had quote unquote ended. Yeah supposedly um and this was the way forward so uh yeah in the age of uh, instant gratification like my attention span is just getting uh, just absolutely sucks now that i've downloaded tiktok <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um how can comic books and uh even digital reading adapt to that uh so uh, a lot of it already is um what you're seeing is it's harder and harder for ongoing series to gain traction. Um, this is somewhat opposite as to what the industry has been up until fairly recently, because an ongoing series, you would get more uh, readers uh, subscribed to somewhat even through uh, inertia than you would a miniseries. A miniseries would be like, oh, well, they don't have faith in the series or whatnot. But now you're getting these things like Mr. Miracle, like um, um, DC's uh, Black Label line and, and uh, uh, a few other ideas where because it's a concise thought and that it can say something and, and call it a, a day at the end of it, a lot of people are moving more towards those projects, uh, both in superhero areas and in uh, creator-owned areas. A lot of people are moving to graphic novels because it is the binge uh, format, really. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you you are definitely seeing that shift because um, it's not even just uh, competing against other comic book series out there. It's competing against, uh, and it's not just competing against Netflix. It's competing against every good thing that a person's ever enjoyed because now it's not, this is available now and you have to buy it and own it. It's, it's available now. And like, if you want to, to stream something like uh, the office, which apparently as of like two weeks ago was once again, the second most streamed show. Wow. <laughs> um, including new, new television uh, on, on any kind of streaming uh, platform. Like you're competing against that. You're competing against a person's uh, want to just sort of, uh find that thing that they know is good uh instead of the thing that might be okay yeah uh, and so the trick is you can't really do an ongoing unless it's amazing um and and comics are having a tough time adjusting uh partly due to inertia but uh a lot of companies are and they're and they're doing quite well with it honestly Hi. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the chat screen, uh, stream and I do agree the office isn't even that good. Um, I, I did really like it, but it's, it's one of those things where you go back and visit it and again and you go like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
like it's 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 all right sitcom as for what it is right yeah. but i mean as far as the fandom goes it, it could be a little overrated i can kind of agree to that too some of it's funny I, i've seen some things here and there and i'm just like oh, that's pretty funny but overall like that like i guess i mean everybody you know everyone has a fandom so i mean i you know all the parts of the office fans right but yeah there's a good three season show inside the what like eight or nine that it got yeah exactly yeah that's the same with community too like it's later seasons maybe not so much but it's first three ah magical yeah exactly Ab- absolutely that also speaks to comics uh, having an end like going exactly 12 issues and knowing when to write a story and knowing when to stop versus say batman mm-hmm. and tom king's batman having a hundred issues well he, he did a good try it got to 85 <laughs> okay thank you very much for being on our show this evening yeah very much yeah yeah no problem uh thank you uh so much for for having me and uh uh, uh dealing with my nonsense <laughs> not oh, at all please it you're is great our absolute pleasure yeah you're fantastic <laughs> um Again, uh, just like our, our previous interview, our digital door is very, very much open to have you on um, uh, for any show we might have on in the future. He, Brandon's cool in the fact that when I brought up Zinxog Tales, he knew exactly what I was talking about right away. And he was just like, everybody should love Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. So I'm like, this guy, this guy knows his stuff. So I'm going to have to come here free, like, frequent this place for sure. <laughs> here's so a, here's so- a... Here's a very online update about that. So um, it's temporary out of, pl- out of print until the summer, until oh, June. Wow. Okay. So um, that's probably when I'll be bugging you next about that specifically. Okay. Um, though something cool to look at that we uh, found on sale that we ordered in um, that should be in soon is they call it an artist edition. Okay. And so it reproduces the art of the book um with like the lettering kind of plugged in and everything like that right at at the size that it was produced really with full color scans so you get to see all the like little bits that were erased Mm -hmm. that were uh the blue line the everything um okay so that could even be something to just even look at next time you're in the store i will let me yeah let me know when that comes through and i'll definitely come in and uh, take a look at that yeah, absolutely. I appreciate this store so much. Uh, officially, this is uh, the Nerd Crusades uh, comic store of short uh, of choice. Comic store of choice. Yeah. So oh, so awesome! That That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we've already got a couple things aside for you folks. So perfect. <laughs> we will have somebody pick it up soon-ish. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I live. I live the closest. That's no problem for me. <laughs> no problem yeah i'm looking forward to see you soon uh, when we, yeah looking forward to see you soon when we uh, get a chance to come to your store again very cool we'll see you folks around yeah, take care you too bye thanks for tuning in if you like this video go ahead and button mash a thumbs up if you want to swing by when we have a new video web of the sub button oh and while you're at it hit the bell to be notified bye oh, no!